Welcome, professional wrestling fans, to the PW Fan. The PW Fan is a pro wrestling podcast created by fans for the fans. And thank you for joining us. This is episode 86. I am your host with the most, your grumpy old school wrestling fan, collector Barber, singer and guitarist of Fallbright, talk wrestling, Tim Gilbert. And I'm your host, the architect of pro wrestling podcast, Funko Pop Collector, Booker Andy. I'm also your host, the no-selling wrestling indie fan and football lover, Jeremy. Don't forget, I'm also everyone's favorite host. I forgot to add oh, that that's right, like yeah. I did last, <laughs> last week. And, and Tim's the least favorite, right? And I am everybody's least favorite host. And you know what? You guys are all going to hate me even more <laughs> when we talk about... CM Punk, like Mussolini. <laughs> let me taste your tears. Let me see what they taste like. All right, let me. Uh, <laughs> let's go over this format for today. Uh, first up, CM Punk, like Mussolini. Uh, Money in the Bank. Quali- oh yeah, Money in the Bank qualifiers. A new championship belt and more. Uh, Like I always say every week, uh, before we get started on today's show, if you could go to YouTube.com and find us on there by searching the PW Fan, hit that subscribe button, leave a comment, do all that stuff. It really helps us out. Uh, We're just trying to get to 100 subscribers, you know, something pretty modest. Uh, And it helps us out so we can have an official YouTube URL and not do this long-winded intro. For uh, T-shirts, if you're a fan of the pod and you want to rock some swag, go to ProWrestlingTees.com backslash the PW Fan where we have five shirt designs, three different PW Fan logo shirts, and two Booker Andy shirts when and uh, soon to come this year, 2023, before winter, don't worry, we're going to get the Jeremy... Soccer shirt. It's gonna happen. the The football lover <laughs> shirt. We're gonna get it happen. Uh, it's it's gonna come out. It's gonna be red. It's gonna be white. It's gonna be awesome. Um, there's not gonna be blue on there. Sorry, guys, for all the uh, American <laughs> no blue. Uh, this is for Jeremy's favorite soccer team. We're gonna base it off of. Uh, for all other social media, you look up uh, the PW fan. At the PW Fan, if you need to be really specific, where we kindly ask you to like, subscribe, friend request, leave a re- leave us a review, put us in your top eight, post a bulletin on MySpace about us, you know, all the things that help us out so much. And stick around for the post end a bulletin. of a bulletin, whore train, whore for whore, PC for PC. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm about to edit my profile right now. You heard me. Um, (laughs) stick around for the end of the week where we will talk about our classic show of the week andy booker andy mr booker andy i'm gonna pass it over to you sir and let you take it from here all right before we get into raw this week i wanted to talk about since you guys don't watch nxt but maybe some people that listen do and they saw definitely um, do two super they definitely do so it's good to cover it yes what show is that uh, who? <laughs> two free agents from the recent draft made their way down to NXT this week, starting with Baron Corbin um, attacked the NXT champion Carmelo Hayes and gave him uh, the end of days. Maybe he's going back to his lone wolf gimmick or something. Um, but with the rule with the free agents is they can literally go anywhere. So um, that's one. And then the other one was uh, Mustafa Ali showed up during uh, a tag match that had the uh, North American, the champion of the North, Wesley in it, <laughs> along with uh, Tyler The champion Bate. of the North. 
<laughs> and he showed up, and I had read online that he had been wanting um, and asking to go down there and work with um, some of the people down there. And I think I think they, you know, it was actually his request. They allowed him to do that now. His whole positive gimmick seems to be out the window. He seems to be more serious after his title match with Gunther. And I think after this, you know, run to work with some of the guys, he'll be back up. Um, and they'll be possibly pushing him. Uh, like they, it was rumored they were gonna after um, what went down in Saudi Arabia. So, that being said, let's get right into Raw. The new World Heavyweight Champion, Seth Rollins, opened up the show. AJ Styles ends up coming out. I'm saying how, you know, even though he's a SmackDown guy, he showed up here, which that breaks all the rules that they set in place anyway. Uh, so, immediately what's breaks rules. Uh, but he gives his respect to Rollins and says that he earned it. He um, he ends up shaking his hand. Uh, and Judgment Day comes out. They claim to be the top group in WWE since the bloodline after Saudi Arabia has fallen apart. And um, says that the next champion will be someone in the Judgment Day. This leads to the main event being set for the night, which is AJ and Seth teaming up against uh, two members of the Judgment Day. So, strong opening to the show. Yeah. Uh, the title, in my opinion, does look right on Seth Rollins. I think it's, it's Yeah, it looks better starting with him. on him. Yeah. Um, if you guys have nothing else to add, I can get into our first men's Money in the Bank qualifier. Well, well do you guys still like the title? Like, I mean, <clears throat> do you like the title still or no? After what, the world, the world Heavyweight? Yeah. Um... I, do. Just I just seemed... don't like the obsession with the big WWE logo on things, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess that's uh, uh, obviously I'm gonna go into the camp of why wouldn't you stole the design from the original title with the three humps on the top with the gold belt? Why not just use the fucking gold belt? But I'll tell you one thing: it beats the new I championship belt that we're gonna talk about. But yeah, it's true. Yeah. Um. I think um, that this is, if you're going to, if everybody's going to plant their feet in the sand and say, I don't like this belt, and WWE are saying, well, we're going to do this belt, but we're going to do it our way, I think that the, what Rollins has is probably best case scenario. Best case, best we're going to get. Yeah. For a while. I agree. I agree. Yeah, that's true. Um... But like I said, let's move on to our first men's Money in the Bank qualifier, which I don't even know when Money in the Bank is happening. I know it's. And I'm sorry to interrupt. I just want to say, I'm sorry to interrupt. I just want to say, God, it would have been so freaking cool, man, if Cody would have gotten that winged eagle. It would have been crazy right now. Cody be walking out there with a winged eagle title, looking like a boss. It'd be, it'd be, it'd be a different. I still say Cody's going to be the one that beat Roman probably next Mania, but. He's going through hard anymore. times, baby. Hard times, and uh, I don't know anymore. He might go through some way. hard times and never finish the story. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Um, so first, men's money in the bank qualifier: Ricochet versus the Miz. Uh, Ricochet ended up qualifying, so um, maybe they got their high flyer in there to do some crazy spots. Yeah, He's I was gonna say it makes before. sense for him to be in it. He's been in it before. 
Uh, we had yeah. a Trish Stratus and Zoe Stark segment. Uh, Zoe or Trish comes out to you know talk about her victory over Becky. Zoe Stark comes out and basically thanks Trish. Becky ends up coming out and Becky takes out Zoe and goes after Trish, but Trish and Zoe end up taking out Becky afterwards. Um, so it looks like the, like we all thought this feud is not over yet. Um, we had a Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn segment. Lately, all their segments have been hilarious, mainly because of Kevin Owens. He's been cracking me up personally lately. Um, Imperium comes out, and KO kind of freaks out on Imperium. <laughs> um, I forget what exactly was said, but uh, I know he ends up you know, saying something along the lines of if he wants to talk to the bald guy, he said the bald guy never talks, talking about Giovanni Vinci. Yeah. Um, Didn't he say like, something like, you can't just come out here with no music and all that? Yeah, yeah, he's always like, you're breaking all the rules. He's like, you can't just do that. You can't just... Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, it feels like they're letting them be themselves, which is like coming across, at least to me. Um, yeah, especially those good. two. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Uh, we had a women's tag team championship match for the vacated women's tag team titles. It was Shotzi and Raquel Rodriguez versus Ronda and Shayna versus Bailey and Eos Sky versus Sony DeVille and Chelsea Green. Your winners and new uh, WWE women's tag team champions are Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler. I hate this. Yeah. So Jeremy like had something to add to it of talking about things backstage. Yeah. So what I saw going around kind of. Uh, after this, basically, was that Ronda and Shayna were like doing basically what Sasha and Naomi did before of like they wanted the belts, they wanted to change how the division's going, all that. And they were basically given the belts and said yes to, as opposed to Sasha and Naomi, who basically got told like to shut up and they don't need their ideas. It's because Ronda's a star, she's a real star. Ronda is a real, real wrestler. They spent a lot of money on her. So <laughs> they did spend a lot of money on her. But I mean, look at look at Sasha right now or Mercedes now. I mean, I think once She's she injured, debuts but... in AEW, well, yeah, all right. Once she, once she debuts in AEW, I think it will change things. Hopefully, I, feel like I, I mean, they keep talking about look, her. They, they really are going to miss the boat if she doesn't. You know, she's not at Forbidden Door. Yeah. Well, yeah, you know what's easy storytelling? Soraya versus Mercedes Monet because of the Ooh, neck injury. Yeah. Just saying. But then, but then Mercedes Dude, would kind of have to win. Andy just unleashed his most gnarly Baltimore accent a second ago. <laughs> I don't know if anybody. I don't know if anybody I else just caught that. What I say? He was like Mercedes Monet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's about to come down Baltimore. Get a couple. Dude, I'm not Bam Margera. <laughs> no, damn, make me sound like fucking bam. He's a he selling movie Mercedes Monet. We go down, get some crabs on Blair Road, and then go to Hereford High School. Blair, <laughs> holy shit! Um, <laughs> all right, let's move on. Uh, and he's like, anyways, JD McDonough uh, had his singles debut against Dolph Ziggler. Uh, there was no winner; it was a double count out. Uh, mainly because JD just wanted to destroy Dolph Ziggler around the ring and stomp on his head on the steps and everything. Cross I'll be honest, I didn't know Dolph Ziggler. Was still I didn't know Dolph Ziggler was still there. Still no, he's always there to be used just to get other guys over. Yeah. Crossing my fingers, he JD joins the Judgment Day. 
Um, yeah. All right, we have a Cody Rhodes segment, and basically the fallout of it was he challenges Brock to, you know, what we all thought, probably the rubber match, um, unless they want to extend the feuds to the AW5. But, um, yeah, you know, I'd say, do you think it's going to happen at Money in the Bank, though, or do you think it'll happen at SummerSlam? I feel like Money in the Bank's pretty big. Like they're that's well, like one they're of doing it overseas, right? In London. Yeah, that's true. So, I, I think know. well, they did. I saw something like they were floating an idea of a dog collar match, and they said no to it. Brock said no. Yeah, Brock, not they. Yeah. Not they. But, Can you yeah, picture Brock, Brock Lesnar putting on a dog dog collar? No, he would. It would be. Break it. He's like I'm I. Like, I don't think Brock, though, is seeing the potential of how insane He's not. it could be. Because picture Brock, exactly, picture Brock with a dog collar on. So whoever's on the other end is fucked, right? So why doesn't Brock just, like, put it on and then he grabs that chain and he just starts We could just fucking... break it and just beat the <laughs> shit out of the guy. Or, okay, or he, for half the match, dude, think about, check out some of the, some Booker Tim right here. You got half the match where he's just <laughs> throwing the guy on the dog collar. The guy's just bumping around for him like crazy, like, like you know, f- like front flipping and like Rock, Rock's like whipping him around the ring by the dog collar chain, and then Brock snaps the chain, and th- like halfway, seventy five percent through the match, and then they just go to town. And Cody knows how to work a dog dog collar match. He's had a couple. Yeah, he's had a few. But I think if Brock, I think if Brock was like, I'll do the dog collar match, but like the first fifteen minutes, or that's a long match, goddamn. But the first, <laughs> a, uh, it's weird in wrestling time, ten minutes is long. So, uh, so, yeah. uh, so like the first ten minutes, he's just throwing Cody. He's just taking the chain. And he's just he's like, a, whoa! And he's just a like, cowboy. Why not do like the bull rope match? Yeah. Yeah. But I'm not even big into gimmick matches, and I would watch that. Sounds cool. Well, they need a gimmick match for this third one. Yeah, I'm not sure what they're going to do, though. Like, They're not going to do like a cage or anything like that, but I don't know what else they could do. Speaking of uh, what we were talking about earlier, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are backstage right now with Imperium. I haven't muted, but I'm sure whatever's going on is is funny. (laughs) Just the look on Kevin's face. (laughs) Um yeah, so we'll, we'll just have to wait and see. I'm sure we're going to find out soon, maybe even tonight. Who knows? Because um, Cody did challenge him last week. I don't know if Brock's there. but um, All right, we had another men's Money in the Bank qualifier, though. Bronson Reed versus Shinsuke Nakamura. And winner was Shinsuke. I honestly, I thought they really were going to push Bronson Reed, but um, Shinsuke ended up qualifying. So right now we have Ricochet and Shinsuke Nakamura qualifying on the Raw side. Um, but I believe what there's six in men's money in the bank, so there's gonna be three and three. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then our main event was AJ Styles and Seth Rollins versus Damian Priest and Finn Balor. Uh, winners were AJ Styles and Seth Rollins, as it should be. Um, I don't know if you all saw the clip. Seth Rollins and Rhea Ripley mimicked the old Shawn Michaels spot with Melina, yeah. I guess. Yeah, that was pretty he cool. Pops out of the ring and puts his arm around her, and she realizes who it is and freaks out. Um, but yeah, so that wraps up Raw. If you guys don't have anything to add, uh, we can get it's into pretty good that. show. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
I guess it's the fallout of um, Night of Champions. Yeah, let's get into Dynamite. Bunch of badasses. All right. Let's go. Dynamite. Uh, we had a Bullet Club Gold segment. Uh, Tim, I believe you had something to talk about this because you were talking about Jay White in the group chat, but. Yeah, he needs to he needs to lose the other dude, but I really like Jay White and I like him as a heel. I like his mic work. You don't like Rock Hard? No, not, Rock not really. Hard Juice <laughs> Robinson. I'm not even I'm not even gonna like go on like a tirade. Uh, whatever. I just like I see something there with um Jay White. Jay he has a he has a snarkiness. He's like a snarky asshole good sense of heel about him that I like that I'd like to see more of yeah I mean maybe him and I I mean I know I agree that Juice Robinson isn't the best like guy to have with him (laughs) Juice Juice. yeah I because fucking say rock hard too he does have to say it but they could go after the, the tag team titles but I like I I don't mind that for Jay White, but I just prefer someone else with them. Well, speaking of, uh, during the segment, FTR comes out, who are the AW Tag Team Champions. Um, and the Bullet Club ends up, Bullet Club Gold is what they're calling him, uh, ends up jumping them. Uh, Ricky Starks, who's been feuding with them, comes to save them. And I think they attacked Ricky Starks backstage at Double or Nothing. Um, yeah. But it's set a match for, I believe, next week which is this coming week as we're recording this. Jay White versus Ricky Starks. That'll be a good match. Yeah, it should be good. Um, all right. I just want to tell Tim's everybody right now. Uh, let me mark yeah. out. The Bullet Club, for the people viewing on YouTube, is for life. Literally. It's right here, baby. It's right there for <laughs> life. Yeah, but do you have to like all iterations of it, or can you just like certain ones? I think you can like whatever you want, but just know once you're in, you're in for life. (laughs) (laughs) We're too sweet in each other live on air. Uh, Let's talk about Tim's favorite part. Tony Khan announced live on TV the return of CM Punk. Uh, for Collision's first show. Now, they were in San Diego, California. And there was mixed reaction. Very mixed. mixed reaction from the crowd. But I think the the actual f- fans that like CM Punk ended up taking over with a chant. They kind yeah, of- I think so. Um, but it was but mixed yeah, right at the guys, beginning. There was some booze. It's official. It's the official. People, the let me tell you, best the in the world. Best. In the world, and the Cucamonga people were not happy, let me tell you. Cucamonga kids. Yeah, the Cucamonga kids. Cucamonga <laughs> kids and the Cucamonga population was not very happy about the return of the man. Reseda. The Reseda kids were not happy. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I can't wait for this show now. The Reseda bros. <laughs> Do you think they're going to give him a mic to start the show? Yes, I think the show's going to open with CM Punk. I mean, it has to, right? Or does it open with Orange Cassidy? I mean, it's going to be one of the two. <laughs> it's one of the two. One of the two. It's, well, yeah. <laughs> Either that or they'll save it for the main event. It's not going to be in the middle 
the show, I don't think. Well, now that they announced them, they could actually save it for the main event. Let Orange it's Cassidy it's wrestle Chicago. on every show. Let Orange Cassidy wrestle on every show. He basically show. does. I'm a star. I'm a star. That's an MJF <laughs> quote right there yeah. from the press yeah. conference. <laughs> uh, okay, moving forward. Apparently, Kenny Omega has left the country but did not go to Canada. You can only speculate he went to Japan to get help. Probably Ibushi. Ibushi. Is that what you're thinking? I think so. That's, That's cool. going to be pretty cool. It's about time if he does come. Dude, he's going to get uh, his golden lover. Clay. And they're going to make love yeah. all over this place. Let's go! Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> the acclaimed want to continue chasing the trio's titles because they want to give Daddy Ass one more title run. They think yeah. He deserves, after all this time. In the business, Daddy Ass needs a title. One more title run. By the way, uh, all this uh, less – I'm going to go on a tangent here, but it's going to be like three seconds. All this let's go, let's go talk made me think of – I just saw a old press conference of CM Punk sitting next Tony to Khan. Tony Khan. <laughs> and yeah. the Eric Bischoff where he said that Tony uh, CM Punk was a flop. And he's like, here's the biggest pay-per-view draw on Tell me nothing. Let's, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> it's so. Didn't he say he's like, let's fucking go. Let's fucking go. It's so. It's so <laughs> weird. It's bizarre. Yeah, his voice gets weird that during those times too. It's like it goes deep, and I'm like, oh, this is cringy now. I always do the I'm. So, I'm. I'm. I'm, I'm seriously not gonna take this fucking shit anymore. <laughs> no, when he said that part, his voice was like. Went down like five different levels. I was so like, I'm not going to take this. <laughs> like, All right, Tony. <laughs> um, all right, let's move forward. This next segment was really good. I thought uh, Don Callis and uh, Oh yeah, Tomsky, uh, Takeshka. Um, so let's just, yeah. So right away, I mean, the crowd was they drowned them out with booze. Yeah, that was um, great when they came out to address what went down with Kenny and the, the elite. Um, but Don Kyle's ended up trying to blame Omega and his friendship with the Bucks for, uh, you know, messing up their relationship and making Callis end up looking, you know, somewhere else for quote unquote family. Um, but as the booze were going, one of his quotes where I sincerely hope those booze are for Kenny Omega. I am the real victim here. <laughs> um, and then, Right after that, he ended up taking credit for a bunch of Kenny's like accomplishments. Um, but yeah, the family that he was looking for, he found in uh, Takeshka, um, and started claiming that he was better than like all these Japanese legends and better than Kenny Omega. Um, what else? He said, "Maybe I lost a nephew, but I gained a son." Yeah, that's a good said, line. He said, Kenny, you destroyed my old family, so I'm going to create a new one, and my new family is going to cut the elite out of all elite wrestling. This is a really good segment, I thought, uh, especially yeah. with getting... I mean, the fans have quickly switched on uh, to Keshka. Yeah, well, they have a... AEW has now a new heel who can be that top heel, too. Because he's good in the ring, too. I mean, yeah. and you you give Don Callis his talk piece because he, you know, yeah. you can't cut him from it that well. I mean, it just... Yeah, he's in America, still learning English. So. Yeah. so you give Don Callis, who, you know, he's good on the mic as a manager. 
and can just get people to hate them as a group. Oh, yeah. I think it works out. And then what? We'll get uh, hopefully an Omega versus Takeshi match, which I'm sure would be really good. Yeah, that's going to be awesome. Um, so then Jungle Boy would end up saving Hook from Jalistico and uh, Preston Vance, who used to be Dude. known as Ten. Jungle Boy sucks. Oh my god, it's crazy. <laughs> He's like my least favorite AEW person right now. I guess they're what getting I think so uh, Jungle Hook back together. Oh no, poor Hook. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like Hook, and I'm just like when they when they paired. I thought I really thought that Jungle Boy was gonna turn on him for a second in the ring, and then as soon as it ended, I was like, ugh. I don't want to see this. Um, I, I'm sorry, and I'm yeah. I'm not. I know I'm gonna come off as a dick, but like it's like, bruh, Jungle Boy on the mic just bores me to death. Yeah, he hasn't like when he first started in AEW. I was like, all right, this guy's like what? He was like 23 or 24, or whatever it was. I, I kind of no. like the Jurassic Express, but like, yeah, but then he's yeah. still kind of the same character. Like he hasn't done Jungle Boy fucking sucks. <laughs> you suck, bro. You suck. <laughs> it does nothing for me. Um, all right. Chris Statlander defeated Nyla Rose in her first title defense. And then our main event, which fucking sucked, dude. This yeah, sucks. Adam Cole and Britt Baker versus Chris Jericho and Soraya. Yeah, Winners were Adam Cole and Britt Bla- Baker. It should have ended at double or nothing. I wrote down, please end this feud. Um, please, and just God, no. On no more, MJF. God, please. <laughs> I don't, I don't MJF, even know. Move Adam Cole on to MJF something, dude. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't even know who it is. Like, Is it like MJF? I mean, not MJF. Uh, Chris Jericho? Like, Probably. Because I mean, I'm like, Adam Cole used to be something awesome. something different to do. Like, look, yeah, the program didn't hit the way that they wanted it. Just admit it and fucking move on, dude. Don't yeah, be like, exactly. maybe this will work. No, this you shit had, You had... <laughs> Easy, Tim. You had the NXT champion from the black and gold era. And you blew it! You fucking blew it! You blew it! You blew it! When he made when he made his yeah, uh, his debut when you when he made his debut that night with Danielson a couple years ago, or like a year ago, it's like you fucking blew it. You had it on. You blew it. <laughs> yeah, that was please move on. Like, End this feud. Yeah, that was like when he when Adam Cole debuted. That was like only like a few days after he lost the title, wasn't it? Dude, he was huge. It would have been yeah. huge. And then mm-hmm. they spent a year, they spent a year making him feel like he wasn't important. And then he got hurt. It just makes me worried for whenever Punk does feud with Jericho. It's like, can Punk even save a feud with Jericho? Let's let's not. Let's hope that never happens. Jericho throws a fireball in Punk's face and says, "I'm a wizard." Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm still so. I I talked to a couple people at the barber shop about this. I've had some people, some people tell me god i always feel like trump when i say that some people have told me that they liked the super kick with the with the sparks 
and I still don't understand. I like it. I still don't get it. I'm a classic rock guy, I guess. If that's <laughs> if that's death metal, I guess call me a classic rock fan. <laughs> <laughs> To each their own, man. I gotta, I gotta tell myself sometimes to each their own. No, because that's I don't the thing. think this Listen. is. I don't think anyone likes this feud. All right, I don't think no anyone likes, likes Adam Cole and Chris Jericho. I do want to say because sometimes, look, we have a lot of fun on the show. I mean, look, when I say I don't like something, I do mean it. But however, like ultimately, I have very much respect for the people doing these these segments and. Whether I like the stunts, let's just say that that they're doing or not, <laughs> I still respect that they're doing it. It just might not be my like. Sometimes you want a cheeseburger, and you, and you were coming at me with a tuna fish sandwich, and I just wasn't expecting that. It's not that it's not good. <laughs> it's just literally not what I was thinking. <laughs> Except for this feud. Yeah. It's just Except not for good. this feud. This this feud She's is kind of like. Shit peanut butter. This this feud's kind of like a peanut butter and tuna fish sandwich. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Two things that are fine by themselves, but you put them together, they suck. There we go. That's full circle right there. <laughs> I knew I knew let's, Andy was going to bring out. it back. <laughs> let's 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 get out of Dynamite and onto SmackDown. SmackDown was a good show, I thought. For the most part. Um Austin Theory opened up the show. He put over Roman Reigns' title reign, um, as well as his own run. The whole theme of the show was revolving around Roman Reigns uh, being champion for over a thousand days. Uh, he brings out Pretty Deadly, who I guess he seems to like, and uh, this leads to the Brawling Brutes versus Pretty Deadly and Austin Theory. Winners were Pretty Deadly and Austin Theory. They're good heels, if you haven't um, watched them or paid attention to them. Yes, boys. But hopefully they'll push him. You guys not a fan? Everyone hates them? Okay. Um, <laughs> the OC defeated Hit Row. I just haven't really uh, seen that much of them. AJ Styles hit Flop Dollar with a flying forearm. Flop Dollar. That's the guy who can't jump. Yeah, Flop Dollar. Flop ropes. Dollar. Top dollar, yeah. Flop Dollar. Okay, um, Flop Dollar. And Tim loves Flop Dollar, actually. <laughs> oh, he's hilarious because... He thinks he's the man. Uh, he, like, everything he does, he's like, I'm the shit. But it's terrible. But it's hilarious because he's like, yeah, I does think he talked with... shit to the Bucks about some shit, like, a little while ago. That's right. He's so funny, dude. Flop Dollar is one of the most, yeah. like, underrated. The confidence is outrageous. That's what I'm saying. Like, he'll mess something up completely and then look around like, hell yeah. Yeah, I just did that. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Next, we had uh, we had the Grayson Waller effect. Uh, he brought out the new Raw Women's Champion Asuka. Why is she on SmackDown? Are they are her because and Bianca both on SmackDown, but they just haven't switched the belts yet? What What are the rules for the draft? I don't know, but like first off, weren't Bianca and Asuka on SmackDown? Didn't they get drafted to SmackDown, and they just have not switched these titles, these women's titles yet? Rhea Ripley I think. still has the SmackDown title. It doesn't make any sense. I don't get it. I don't know. I don't know. But um, 
Grayson Waller ends up saying it's only a matter of time before Bianca comes for uh, Asuka's championship. Io Sky comes out. Um, her and Asuka have a back and forth in Japanese. I don't know what they're saying, but great. After they're done, Grayson Nope. Uh, and I'm, I was about to do an impression, and I decided not to. Cause it was oh, terrible. I need to hear it. <laughs> um, and after they were done, Grayson Waller just looks at her at Oscar and says, "It's exactly what I was thinking," um, or I couldn't say it better myself. Uh, Bailey comes out and translates, though a little bit, basically, quote unquote, translates for EO, uh, and says, "After we both qualified, one of us is winning that Money in the Bank ladder match." Shotzi ends up coming out. Lacey Evans whose gimmick right now is like Sergeant Slaughter, which apparently has pissed off Sergeant Slaughter's daughter. And that's the whole thing now. And a lot of people um, don't like it. Yeah. Zelina Vega ends up coming out. Uh, Asuka moves to the top of the ramp, and Bianca comes out and attacks Asuka. So, yeah. So that feud's still going to happen. Yeah. Um, and it looks like all the women on SmackDown want to go for Asuka's title, at least. Uh, so that would lead into a, the first women's Money in the Bank qualifying match, which was Zelina Vega versus Lacey Evans, and Zelina Vega would end up winning, which I was kind of surprised. Nice I guess I shouldn't be surprised. They are kind of making LWO at least on every show. Yeah. Poor Fuck Selena Evans. Can't. Also, she Selena Vega. Sucks. Sucks. <laughs> 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 blew it. I was, I was just gonna say that. You know when she blew it for me is when she was in a storyline during the pandemic, and she said that she was pregnant with Ric Flair's kid. <laughs> That's right. She said she was pregnant with Ric Flair's kid in pandemic. That was awful. Era. That was awful. That was awful. But I think on she the other side, went away and had a kid. Yeah. On the other side, Selena Vega does deserve it. I mean, she's been busting her ass lately. Good for her. Yeah. But now what I'm really here to talk about, guys, yeah, uh, is L.A. Knight <laughs> defeating Montez Ford in a Money in the Bank qualifying match. Yeah. That's right. Let me talk to you. Um, <laughs> this man's going to go all the way. Yeah. Money in the Bank. Mark my word. He, he better. Dude. If he doesn't, everyone's going to boo whoever wins out the building. Oh, it's going to be like a Daniel like Bryan getting eliminated from the Rumble. Yeah. It's not gonna. It's not gonna go well. Yeah. Um, because yes, who else? Who else would win it? As of right now, the only people that have qualified are L.A. Knight, Ricochet, and Shinsuke. Well, who else like could win? I mean, like they will qualify. You think? Because I don't see anyone else. I don't know. Are they gonna put Riddle in it? Yeah, but he, he's not gonna win that. He's not gonna win. I mean, Cody. No, Cody's feeding with Brock. Yeah. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are champion. Finn? Finn, Feel maybe. Finn. They're putting AJ with Seth right now, so Dom? I don't think AJ... Do they have Dom? Oh, my God, no. From under us? Because <laughs> now, look, now, like, people are cashing in the money in the bank, though, on, like, like Theory did it on the United States title. Yeah, but I kind of hate that. You could have Dom do that. Yeah. I mean, he's not going to go for Gunther. If you're a smart man. Yeah. I I would love to see Gunther, though, chop Dom, even though he wears the vest. Yeah. I think it'd be fantastic. Yeah, it would. Um, yeah, LA Knight, 
be Montez Ford. Which, if you read the comments on like their Instagram for this, everyone's just like, I mean, some people are like, it's the greatest thing ever. And then there's a few people that are like, why is everyone like LA Knight? They robbed Montez <laughs> Ford. Hey, fuck off. <laughs> let, let him talk to you, all right? <laughs> all right, let's get to the main event, though, because there's a lot to be talked about with it. The main event wasn't a match. It was Roman Reigns' 1,000-day celebration. Triple H comes out to start the celebration. He welcomes Roman Reigns, uh, hypes him up. Uh, Roman, Paul, Heyman, and Solo all come out. Triple H congratulates uh, Roman. And he unveils, as well as presents, the brand new Undisputed WWE Universal Championship. Before I move forward, guys, what's your thoughts? All right, let's first describe how it looks like, in case anyone doesn't know. It looks like every other belt that's been revealed in 2014, <sighs> black leather, big W, except the background, instead of it being red and blue like the women's, in my opinion, it's piss yellow. But it's such a weird. I guess gold they're going yellow. for gold. I don't like it. Not a I lo- thing. I like. I saw it originally. I was like, that could be a cool look, and then I saw more pictures of it, and I was like, well, never mind. It's one of the reasons why I like the new World Heavyweight Championship because it's more original and different than the past main titles they've been creating since yeah. 2014. Yeah, the big logo on it, I just hate so much. Terrible, Tim. Yeah, I they gotta stop with the big logo. But why stuff. is it the same title, just I, different I just colors? Like, Every dude, single belt, it's the same title, yeah. just different colors. I, 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 it's it's gotta be their their guidelines at this point. Like, what about this? It's the only I thing mean, that makes sense. Like, it still has a logo on it though. But again, they probably said, "Do the." Do something like the big gold, but then slap that fucking logo on there because that's what we They're want. They're like, I need something original. Come back to me with an idea. And he's like, I got you, boss. And he's like, Vince is like, it's like, perfect. It's like, you know those sports games when it goes like FIFA 20 and FIFA 21 and their logo changes and all it is like a number? Yeah. That's basically what they're doing with the title belts right now. I don't like it. I don't like it. Yeah. I like that he's not carrying around two belts anymore. I like that they combined yeah. it. I was waiting. I think we were all waiting for them to finally combine into yeah. one title. But I don't. I don't like how they did these titles at all because it just felt like Roman beat everyone. And they're like, all right, well, since no one can beat Roman, let's make this other title belt. Yeah, and it's very obvious. I mean, it's obvious to everyone if you've been paying attention that that's exactly why they do it. Yeah, I, I just Triple didn't H like how basically it. said it when he unveiled the title. Yeah, which didn't help it either. No, but right now, I mean, since Roman barely is in a feud ever, it does force us, though, to pay attention to a feud that's going to be going on with Seth and make that feel more like a legitimate title, yeah. I think. So the good point I, I did read was, like, you know, all the stuff happening with Roman the bloodline, like, do you think he actually even needs the title right now? Like, if this stuff was happening, he wasn't the champion. No, because the storyline is not even about the title right now. Yeah, so definitely at WrestleMania, Cody could have won. He hasn't defended it since WrestleMania, yeah. Yeah, so if Cody would have won then, he could still do all the same stuff for Roman right now. Well, speaking of the bloodline, let's talk about what exactly <laughs> happened to prove your point. Yeah. Um, 
Roman gets on the mic. He starts to say the town's name, but he says, he's like, nah, screw that. He said, the entire universe acknowledge me. Um, the Usos end up coming out who weren't supposed to be there. Paul had promised Roman that they weren't going to be there. Uh, Jimmy and Roman come face to face. And Roman tells Jay to kick Jimmy in the face. He keeps telling him basically over and over. Jay paces around and he won't do it. Roman says, kick him in the face and fix this right now. Because um, like we had talked about last week, uh, Jimmy ended up super kicking Roman. Not once, but twice. Um, Jimmy gets on the mic though and says, the only one that needs fixing is you. And he says that he did what he did because he was being a brother. And then his quote is, Brothers treat brothers with love and respect, and as of lately, you ain't been such a good brother. What kind of brother manipulates? What kind of brother betrays? What kind of brother hurts and beats down his own family? You, you've you gone crazy. Um, he tells Solo everything Roman's going to do to him after he gets done using him. Basically, you know, what he's done to everyone else, Sammy, and now the Usos. Uh, Roman says, why don't we ask Solo who he's loyal to? And Solo says, I acknowledge you, my tribal chief, but these two right here, they're my brothers. And he hands the mic to Roman, and he, I believe he walks over next to the Usos. Um, yeah. Jimmy asks Roman if he wants to run this thing together with respect. And uh, Roman goes to get in Jimmy's face, but Jimmy shoves Roman's face away, kind of like, or exactly like what Roman had done to the Usos, um, kind of giving Roman a taste of his own medicine. Roman wasn't really a fan of that um, and goes to get uh, after Jimmy, but Jay stands between the two and uh, Jimmy tries to talk some sense into Roman and asks to run this together. Just like he had said before, Roman hugs Jimmy and after a pause, he says no. And then Solo, Samoan spikes Jimmy Uso, his own brother. <laughs> um, doesn't do anything to Jay. And as everyone's getting out of the ring, Paul Heyman at the top of the ramp says, um, what about Jay? And Roman ends up saying, Jay's going to do what he always do does. And, uh, I think, I mean, and I think he basically says he's going to be loyal to the bloodline. I don't think he's gonna, I don't think so. I think eventually though, I mean, I think I sent this to you guys, like the whole, the whole bloodline storyline, you know, you deal with the Usos and then you can have Roman, um, face solo and then yeah. well I think I don't want to like botch what I'm going to say of what the rumor is for you know the plan for all these guys or for Roman yeah moving forward um, I mean either way while you look that up this storyline I think we, we we all texted about this that is probably one of the best in wrestling history I think it's blood, the best. I think line. it's the best in wrestling history. Yes, one hundred percent. You think? Yeah, you said this. You think it was the best. I mean, if you look at it, the video I, I sent you guys—it's been going on for three years now. Yeah, from that's start insane. to finish, it's not even done yet. So what I was looking up. So it was reported about what's supposed to happen and how it's supposed to end. This whole thing is supposed to end with Roman being the superhero babyface that the company has always wanted, that he's been groomed for. So, the, the quote I'm reading is, The angle remains the focal point of the company, has plenty of twists and turns left. There is who Jey Uso sides with that can be dragged out. The inevitable uh, Solo Sokoa and Ro Roman feud 
more with uh, Roman and Cody way down the line. And in the end, the Reigns babyface turn in the role as the all-time legend, which it seems these past few years is grooming him to be in the special attraction superhero babyface for the big shows. I mean, that it, all the faces of the company always end up in that spot. Yeah. It's a matter of time before he's a superhero like Hogan and Cena. You know, right. it's just a matter of getting there. And yeah, I think I point. think this bloodline story will just continue until that happens. Yeah. And then it's the overall greatest start to finish story <laughs> ever in wrestling. Yeah. They got they got to finish it still, but I think it's it's on its way. That's long-term storytelling for you. That's very long term. Yeah. Good shit. I, I definitely, I definitely think it's, it's hard for me to say it's the best ever, but yeah, I mean, it's definitely up there, dude. Like, I can't. It's hard for me to think from a long term, even all the way back to the eighties. You know, like what's a longer build up type thing than this? Uh, I mean, Hogan had some big some big stuff but yeah this is like this has been Tim's thinking Sting and Hogan storyline yeah Crow Sting that was that was a year long but it didn't the payoff wasn't what it should have been it might this has paid off every single time something happens yeah it has it's on a winning streak right now guys (laughs) now Tim I mentioned this in the group chat you know I don't think I think you kind of took a hiatus for, from WWE during the pandemic. I don't know if you saw really how the whole bloodline stuff started with Roman feuding with Jay. Main event Jay. That's right. And Jimmy was hurt. When, no, right when him and Jay were feuding and he like earned his respect or whatever is when I kind of was like, dude, I can't watch this with no audience. Like it's too brutal. Uh, <laughs> it was rough. And then came back to it later. Um, but, yeah, I saw a little bit of how it started in the very, very beginning. I think you saw clips, probably, and you knew you knew kind of how it got there. But, yeah, Jimmy was hurt at the time. But um, the story's great. It's far from over, I think. After Mania, what Roman said, that if this was baseball, they're in the third inning at Mania. So, what, are they in the fourth or fifth by now? I mean, let me tell you, for anybody that's not familiar, there's nine fucking innings in baseball. So apparently we're early. <laughs> apparently we're early on. As I wear Orioles gear head to toe. Um, but that that wraps up SmackDown. Uh, real quickly, I want to talk about Rampage because it was an interesting Rampage. If you paid attention to what the matches were, so all the matches mm-hmm. were foreign titles or just not AEW titles. So we had uh, Vikingo versus Drillistico versus Commander for the AAA Mega Championship. Winner was Vikingo. We had Zack Sabre Jr. versus Action Andretti for Zack Sabre Jr.'s NJPW World TV Championship. Winner was Zack Sabre Jr. We had Willow Nightingale versus Amy Sakura for uh, Willow's NJPW Strong Women's Championship. Winner was Willow, and we had uh, Shibata versus Lee Moriarty for Shibata's ROH Pure Championship. And uh, Daniel Garcia would end up coming out afterwards, who Shibata, I believe, beat for that title. 
Um, or he beat Yuta. I don't know. That title went back and forth between Garcia and Yuta. It did, yeah. Uh, but it was just interesting, you know? They showcased a bunch of titles. Maybe th- this, kind of a- this is what they should do for Battle of the Belts instead of, like, the same titles over and over. Just Yeah, show. I was just going to say, it was kind of a cool way to do a one-hour show. Yeah. Um, but before we wrap up, I want to talk about two things, and that has to do with uh, Forbidden Door. They were pretty much... what. Well, yeah, two matches, already, I believe, were announced. Already can't wait for this. Yeah, so I'm really excited for it. First was Brian Danielson challenged Okada to a match at Forbidden Door. Finally. Let's go. Yep. And then we are getting the second match from Will Ospreay and Kenny Omega, who wrestled each other one-on-one Dude, at Wrestle Kingdom. Huge. If those two pay, if those two matches happen on the same pay per view, and this is coming from the old school wrestling fan, god damn, that's <laughs> a heavy hitter already. Yeah, you got my so, money um, only for those two matches. Yeah. So yeah. Will Will lost to Kenny at Wrestle Kingdom, and I believe because of that, Kenny became the IWGP United States Champion, right? So this yeah. would be for that title. I say, and I think you mentioned, Will yeah. goes over, and then they have a rubber match at All In. In isn't Will and from? Then, yeah, the UK? he said like uh, Wembley is like twenty minutes from his place. Yeah, so that'd be awesome to go yeah. there. Now, do you do CM Punk versus Kenta? Ooh, <laughs> I would love to see that. I would love to see that. See Punk versus Kenta at Forbidden Door. GTS versus GTS. I know, what do you think, Tim? Uh, I would love to see it. I just don't know if it's going to realistically happen because there, apparently there's a little bit of beef there. Yeah, but it makes it so much better then. I mean, I agree. It's just, it seems <laughs> like, it seems, and I don't mean Punk. It just seems like none of these dudes. Oh, there's a little bit that. of beef? None of these dudes. Want- Kenta's been wanting that. Yes, Kenta's been calling that fucker out for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> but Punk, Punk okay. does, should wrestle at Forbidden Door, I feel like. Someone. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So, I'm really excited for Forbidden Door. Um, just mm-hmm. based off those two matches already. This is like the Forbidden Door that everyone thought they were going to have the first time, but everyone got hurt. Like, Danielson was hurt. Punk, I think, was hurt, too. I was and a few other people. This feels more like what we should have had last year, which they still did good, but it feels better now. I mean, the crazy matchup yeah. last year was Okada, Cole, Jay White, and... Yeah, that's where uh, Cole got hurt. And who else, though? Wasn't there a fourth? Uh, Hangman. Hangman. Ugh. I actually did not like Dude. the match, and I actually thought it was a mess, but that's just me. Will Ospreay yeah. and Orange Cassidy was fucking awesome. 
Oh, that was great. Look, I, dude, I am the most anti pockets in the world, but I got to say that I even I thought it <laughs> was good. Pockets. That was the best match on the it, show, in my opinion. I thought it was good. Yeah, I mean, I thought so too. Unfortunately, what was the main event? I can't remember. No, was it the four way? Was it Moxley and Tanahashi? No. Or Mo- it was Moxley and someone I thought because Moxley was champ. Naito. It was Moxley and someone. Was it? Oh. It was Tanahashi. Was it? Forbidden so, Door. Yeah. Jamie's going to Google Because he fought the quick. Ace. Jamie, look that up. Oh, wow. It's actually... It's fucking incredible. Jamie, look that up real quick for me if you don't mind. Wow. It was Moxley versus Tanahashi. Yep. Yeah, did you yeah. see that... Yeah, uh, did, you, did you see that uh, Apes... Chimps are actually starting to fish with spears now. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. <laughs> Have you ever done DMT? Yeah. <laughs> um, oh okay, but oh, that wow, wraps it. Incredible, Jamie. Pull that Tim, up right there. Tim, take right. us out with the classic got- show of the <laughs> week. <laughs> All right. Um. Yeah, I'm just going to pull that up for you guys right now. Okay. Um it's uh <laughs> All right. Classic show of the week is Are you ready drum roll please? All you young people in the audience. Actually this show's this show is older than everybody that is currently on this podcast. Starcade 88 True Grit. It's the 6th and annual Starcade Professional Wrestling Pay-Per-View. I'm going to go over some matches with you guys. Some good stuff. So you want to go on the network, you want to hit WCW and that you want to um the network hit Peacock or oh, sorry. You want to go on the cock. <laughs> you want to go Yeah, on you want to go the cock. The you want to go on the cock. Click WCW. <laughs> And then click uh, Starcade, and then go to '88, which would, according to them, be season six, <laughs> apparently, or something like that. If it's the six paper, season six, it'd be season six, episode six, or whatever. Um, <laughs> let's see. All right. <clears throat> um, uh, there is uh, some good matches on the show. Some interesting ones. You got. Kevin Sullivan and Steve Williams uh, against the Fantastics, Bobby Fulton and Tommy Rogers. The Midnight Express, a.k.a. if you don't know who Steve Williams is, I'm going to tell you right now. God damn. Hell, hell, yeah. Um, It does not say Dr. Death Steve Williams, and I honestly don't remember this match, so I'm assuming it's Stone Cold Steve Austin. Um... Dr. Duff Steve Williams is somebody else. Uh, second match, the Midnight Express with Jim Cornette against uh, the Midnight Express with Paul Heyman. This is one of the best, though. There's two Midnight Express, and Corny is managing one team, and Paul Heyman is managing the other. So a great corny. tag match. Great tag match with two of the best, uh, best managers of all time in each corner. Uh, Mike Rotundo versus Rick Steiner, Barry Windham uh, versus Bam Bam Bigelow, Sting and Dusty Rhodes against the uh, the Road Warriors, and uh, there's two more matches. You got Junkyard Dog uh, in a 17 man Bunkhouse Battle Royal. Junkhouse Dog actually wins that match. A uh, Junkyard Dog actually wins that match. Bunkhouse Battle Royal. It sounds like a Tony Khan match. 
Yeah, well, that's probably where he stole his ideas from. So, uh, and my favorite match, <laughs> my it's favorite like match, yeah, my favorite match on the show for the NWA World Heavyweight Championship, woo, is Ric Flair versus Lex Luger, who at this at this point is uh, doing a very high in ring work rate. I don't think uh, Lex Luger gets enough love. He gets made fun of a lot for being like a buff guy who couldn't wrestle, but. Later, he actually had a, a a few year run where he was he was crushing it for a while. Um, all right, so that's gonna wrap up the episode. I do want to say next week. Uh, so this was episode eighty six. Uh, if you're listening uh, on the first day it dropped, it's Tuesday right now. Uh, next week on Tuesday, Tuesday episode on Tuesday it's Tuesday, isn't it? Uh, next week episode. <laughs> <laughs> It's Tuesday, uh, isn't it? It's Tuesday, isn't it? Sorry to our British. It's hiss, isn't it? It's hiss, isn't it? Um, I saw one today that was like when unseasoned, when British people see that unseasoned fish and beans on toast will be at the family function, and they're like all they're like all dancing. I'm sorry to our British listeners. I apologize. Um, <laughs> A little salt, a little pepper, you know what I'm saying? Come on, you guys got this. It's <laughs> a little something. Um, but uh, episode 87, right? You That's guys next got week. This. You guys yeah, got this. 87 next. A little cayenne pepper, a little Italian seasoning, <laughs> a little oregano. Um, so put episode 87. Put some old bay on it, boss. All right, hon, put some old bay on it. Um, episode 87 next week, we are going to. It's not even out yet, and I already got the name. It's The Dark Side of the PW Fan, where we will be re- reviewing the first two episodes of uh, the new season of Dark Side of the Ring. Um, shouldn't take us very long. You got the Chris Candido episode and the Marty Jannetty episode. So, yeah, should be very it's interesting. Chris Candido and, and Tammy Lynch, or Tammy Stitch. Who, uh, you know, so, I wonder if they're going to, I wonder if they're going to talk about her her recent DUI stuff. I'm sure they will. They but, do. Uh, they do. Um, yeah, so it's going to be interesting for sure, but we will be back with reviews of those, and we will see you next week. Hey, I hope you all enjoyed 80, uh, episode 86. We had fun recording it. Hope you all had a great time listening. We'll see you next week. We talk all things pro wrestling at the PW Dance.